When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here with Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at LakersBall.com, Lakerholics.com, and of course, our wonderful friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, the 8-8 eight eight Lakers right now coming off the spirited loss against the Milwaukee Bucks. They're heading into Boston, the rival Boston Celtics in a game that hopefully will get the fire going with the Lakers and a possible return of LeBron James. Right now, he's listed as questionable, and by the time maybe you're listening to this tomorrow, I'll get a clear picture on exactly if LeBron will be playing in the game. So hopefully, we are keeping our fingers crossed that he will be able to, but it sounds like even if he doesn't play in the Boston game, a return is sooner rather than later for LeBron James to the Los Angeles Lakers, hoping for some good things there. But as we head into late November heading into December and the rest of 2021. Wanted to go ahead and bring a good man in, in here to go ahead and maybe answer some questions that a lot of fans are talking out there on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, what have you. These are the questions that I see flying around in the past 24 hours since the loss to the Milwaukee Bucks, the near and the not so certain future for the team right now going on. But here today to answer some questions for us because we're playing five questions. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. He goes by the mantle Ox1947, but I know him as Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you back. Looking forward to a great conversation with you once again. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yesterday's game was probably about as good as a road game they could they could have, at least for this year. And it, unfortunately, it didn't go our way in the end. And there were a few reasons, and we can we can discuss that now. Okay, well, Some yeah, let's, go, ahead. let's like go ahead. We can go ahead in a little, little <laughs> bit of that, and then we'll do our five questions things. We'll give you some analysis on the game itself, some things that you noticed with the game against Milwaukee. It was interesting. They came out. They came out well. Uh, we've seen them come out well before, and then they kind of reverted to the usual uh, habits of eliminating a 10-point lead within like what seems like 90 seconds. Milwaukee started making their their run, and Giannis was not missing the whole game, basically, uh, getting to the line at will. Uh, and that's another thing I'm going to talk about uh, before we finish talking about the game today. And then something changed in the third quarter. There was It was their best third quarter of the year, that's for sure. Uh, they started going into a zone, and that's when they started making that run. Uh, this is the best <laughs> zone I've ever seen the Lakers play that actually benefited them in a the, in the, in the game. Usually the other team is doing that to the Lakers, and, you know, we have to yes. uh, adapt to it. So <laughs> I really was starting to feel like they had some momentum going in towards the end there, but then there were some calls, and it wasn't just the fourth, but the fourth was obviously magnified 
it, it, there was just some really, really bad calls that destroyed the momentum in that game for any chance of the Lakers to come back. But more disappointing is the fact that Anthony Davis shot one three-pointer, scored 37 points, and got to the line as much as I did. That oh, no, is he only scored nine, He only scored 18 points yesterday. I'm sorry. He played 37 minutes, scored 18 yes. points, yes. shot one three-pointer. Sorry, it's dark. Sorry about that, John. Thanks for correcting me. And you're sitting there going, and I, I didn't, you know, I try to watch the game. I try not to, I really try not to get into the whole ref thing. And I think the only thing that really bothers me during the game is the, you know, 45 minute reviews on a, on a simple call. But to not really shoot from the perimeter a lot, because sometimes I think fans kind of, you know, lose focus on the fact that the reason why your team didn't go to the line a lot was because they were shooting jumpers. So, that you know, they always say, oh, well, they're, this team went 30 free throws versus 10. Well, of course they went 10 because they were shooting from 22 the whole time. But in this case, there were times where AD was getting hit again in the face. He gets hit in the face at least once or twice a game. And there were no calls on really, really, really good dunks or layups. And I, you know, and ones are, are an amazing momentum changers you know it stops the game the team kind of almost kind of goes into this you know avengers type yeah you know moment moment and we never got any of that it was essentially well we'll we'll give all the fouls to to Giannis tonight and we'll go from there however it's not entirely blamed on the officials there was a stretch in that fourth, where the Lakers couldn't hit a damn shot to save their lives, and it coincided with Milwaukee not hitting shots, with uh, which of course, which has been a staple this year, you know, no pun intended on that one. Of course, Milwaukee gets that three pointer from um, Middleton, and it, it just kind of snowballed from there, and th- that was it. And it, Plus again, execution it, down the stretch. They made some costly turnovers right there within the last two minutes, and that still was kind of disappointing for the team. What bothers what what kills me is that we've been harping on this Westbrook mistake, right? Westbrook's made a lot of dumb. He is. It's excruciating. It's it's just excruciating how how dumb some of these plays, how these turnovers happen because I, I I keep thinking, what would Phil Jackson do if he was coaching this team? He'd sit your butt down and go. Dude, you need to stop doing that. You know, they're not. It wasn't actually a bad game, though, from, from Westbrook. No. I mean, throw no, no, it was good. And, and that to yeah, right. And that was, that's the, the thing that hurts the most is Westbrook doesn't make dumb mistakes. He actually played very well, and we couldn't take advantage of it because we couldn't make open shots. One of the things I do want to ask you is that because after the game, social media, Twitter, and then the next day, today, on radio, all over the place, whether it's SiriusXM, whether it's out on podcasts, what have you, have talked about the matchup between Anthony Davis and Giannis Antetokounmpo about how being outscored 47 to 18 was pretty much, in their eyes, the difference. They're talking about how Giannis Antetokounmpo outplayed, far outplayed Anthony Davis in that game. I know that was to the talk of Twitter as well. So you could say with the level as far as, you know, what both individuals are playing at. I can just see with Atantagumpo, he wanted that game more than Anthony Davis. I can just say it's that it was very clear about the drive for that. Yes, there were some fouls. I thought that should have been called in AD's favor. Unfortunately, that was not the case. But even with all that set aside, the team still, again, they tried hard and they, they gave good effort. I think they went ahead and, it was just to me a matter of execution down the stretch, and they could have pulled that game off really easily. They pull that game off if they make shots. We can go into the details and make excuses why Giannis had a better game than Anthony Davis. A little bit had to had to do with the fact that Giannis was getting the calls at the basket and AD wasn't. Well, you're he, Milwaukee's at home, and you know how refs are in any sport. Usually, they react a lot, and especially in the NBA. They they tend to react better for you know to the home team. These are all adjustment uh, all adjustments. It's uh, I used this analogy before. It's just like trying to adjust to a particular umpire's uh, strike zone. Great players adjust. Good players adjust. And 
Giannis just had one of those nights. I don't know if it was. I don't know if Malika has anything to do with the fact that AD is not capable of going one on one with Giannis. I think it's just one of those days where he. I mean, I think there was at one point he was eighteen of twenty-two. The, the guy was getting to the basket, almost like Jordan used to back in his in his day when the three-point shot wasn't really the, the the big the big shot. You just see him go to the basket, make make a layup, I and mean, that's just what he did. It looked like AD in in, in twenty twenty in a lot of games where he just kept going to the basket and scoring. The Lakers lost that game because they can't, they couldn't hit open shots regularly. It's I watch that game closely, like I do every game. And it seems like when they don't make shots, they lose. And the whole point of this system, if you want to call whatever system that Frank Vogel runs, it's 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 set up to drive dish to the open man. That's the LeBron staple. Even though he's not there, you have Westbrook that kind of plays a similar game. He's not really known as a as a shooter, obviously, so he's going to give and go, dish, you know, and, you know, that's that's the style. That's what they run. If you're not going to make the shots, if we if we revamp this team to have shooters coming in, how about you make the shots? You know, otherwise we should have just kept KCP and signed Caruso and just went at it with the, with the defense again, uh, with a, with a defensive heavy team. And again, Kuzma didn't get enough credit last year for being a really good defender. And you're seeing what they're doing in Washington, you know, Kuzma and the KCP, and, you know, and obviously Caruso in Chicago. Montrez Harrell. Well, Montrez Harrell always plays well during the regular season. I'd say maybe about 30 or 40 games where he plays, where you're, you're wondering how this guy isn't a $20 million a year player. But again, his weaknesses are really bad when it's crunch time and when they're playing against a good team. However, I agree with you. The, the Lakers, yeah, the Lakers really need to. I, I, there's nothing else to say. Uh, and, and you can't use the LeBron excuse at this moment in my book because if you're going to be close to winning a game, I don't want to hear about how LeBron hasn't been playing. They have lost four to five games they should have won. They have enough talent to win these games. They have AD in his prime. Russell Westbrook is still a all-star. And then you have a, a, a few young guys there. And again, Carmelo was shooting really well. You know, in spurts here and there, that's what you want from your veteran guy who's been in, in the league for a while. But you have enough youth on there. I'm sorry that that you can't you can't give me you can't give me the line. I I, I we have to make shots. You don't make shots. We're just not gonna. It's not gonna work. And we're waiting for that consistency. I'm I'm, I'm really hoping that at some point here, these guys start hitting their shots consistently. And 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 if they do, then this whole thing changes. It goes back to where it's supposed to go. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, I'm on with Joe Soro. You got to check him out as Ox1947. You can do that today at LakersBall.com. Go there and check out all the great forums that they have. There's always a great source of conversation. In fact, during the course of the Lakers games, you could go ahead and be part of that awesome conversation today at LakersBall.com. Okay, Joe, I heard your piece on Milwaukee, and I agree with quite a bit what you're saying as far as the execution and the lack of shot making are concerned. So now we've been out as far as LeBron being out of the lineup now for several games. So here comes my first question at you. LeBron is on the verge of coming back, whether it's tomorrow in Boston or whether it's the weekend or whether it's early next week. It's going to be sometime sooner rather than later. 
What have the past games without LeBron taught you about the team and what they're doing? I've learned that they're capable of playing without him. And the point of bringing Westbrook in was to cover exactly what's going on right now. Now, why they haven't been successful in that situation, I don't really know because it's not like they weren't in double-digit leads in some of these games. Some were 20-point leads. Why are they – Why? it's a focus issue. There's a focus problem. 48 minutes, it's not there. They get happy. They get sad. They're, uh, they're tripolar. I don't know any other way to explain how you can have and, – and a lot of these losses that they – let's say the ones that – let's say they had an even no chance like the Chicago Bills. How are you losing at home like this? That's the other thing that's probably been puzzling. How do you how do you get the the, the crap beat out of you at home? Where where's your pride? Where's your you know what at what point are you gonna give a crap? Because it looks like you don't. And I don't see any of these teams that they've played. Uh, even the first game against Golden State, they had they had a chance to win that game, and they're supposedly the best team. In the NBA, right? Why are you guys not playing for 48 minutes? Is AD going to come up limp every 15 minutes in a game? He's going to hold his thigh. He's going to hold his rear end. He's going to hold his ear. Is this a, a distraction? Does Russell Westbrook kind of start thinking, uh, you know, about flowers and things? Like, what's really going on? And usually when a team is not focused, there's a message issue which tails back into the head coach and the coaching staff. And, you know, one of the things uh, I was kind of harping on with on Lakers ball during the season is everybody was getting excited. That's not just Lakers ball, just Lakers fans. Cause that's, I guess that's how they operate in their heads. Excited about these assistant coaches. Oh, we're going to bring this assistant coach in and we're going to be this. I'm like, who the hell cares about an assistant coach? The head coach is the one that, that that's important. What are they going to do? to keep this team focused on something that that means in the end, are you going to win the title? I, I guess the optimism or the positive person in me keeps thinking of the 2011 Miami heat. I don't know why I always go back to that, but they started out nine and eight and everyone said, you know, cause they love harping on LeBron. Oh, LeBron shouldn't have left Cleveland. Oh, no, his team sucks. They're not going to play well in Miami. And then, of course, they made the, they eventually made a run, and then they ended up losing to the finals. But, hey, they made it to the finals, right? I don't know if this is going to happen here. I don't know. I don't know. I keep thinking, like, you know, they're going to gel a little bit more. I gave them 20, 25 games to kind of get a chance to see what we're doing. And then, even then, if LeBron hasn't been playing, how do you judge that, too? Do you really – can you really judge the first 20, 25 games? I don't know. What would our record be if LeBron was playing this whole time? I'd say maybe we probably have won two or three more games. That record changes a little, right? So you're looking at a 11 and five record. If you have an 11 and five record after 16, you're probably not worried as much. And those three games that they lost to the uh, Oklahoma City, and you can pick any game, yeah, whether it was yesterday or you know, the Golden State game at the beginning of the year, whatever, you win those games at 11 and 5 is a completely different num- mentality than than 8 and 8. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see in another couple of weeks. We'll see where they are. If LeBron gets back on Friday, which I have a feeling he's not, I think he's going to sit out one more game just in case and then play the next game. And we'll see if he doesn't, if he can finish the season without straining something, which... The realist in me, again, I'm not trying to be negative, Nancy. A little bit of that, you know what? I, I think we, I think LeBron's fourth year will, you know, this is this is it. This is, you know, he's going to start going the other way, really, this time. And, hey, you know what? We got a title out of, out of it. Who cares? We got AD. You know, he's still got another four or five years left. Lakers are really good, you know. They 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 always seem to come back. So, 
a lot of that has been creeping up in my head, but I'm, I'm trying not to let it. I'm like, yeah, focus on this year. Let's enjoy this year. Once again, it is Joe Soro from LakersBall.com. Question number two I have for you, my friend. Can THT's play continue to shine with LeBron coming back to the lineup at some point in time in the not-too-distant future? Right now, in the three games he has been back, Taylor Horton Tucker has averaged 23.3 points, seven rebounds, 40% from three, and almost 50% from the field. He's done an outstanding job during the time that he's been there and played some okay defense as well. You know, he's got those, you know, really long arms for someone that's only 6'4". He's been slotted in as a shooting guard, a small forward, playing a hybrid of each. And the Lakers, who are thin at the wing, have had some improved play from him. And my guess is that when LeBron comes back, he will stay in the starting lineup and Avery Bradley will probably move to the bench is my most likely candidate for going back to the bench when LeBron comes back to the lineup. So let me ask you this. Can THT's play continue to shine when LeBron comes back? I don't see how it wouldn't. THT has a very interesting skill set with God-given appendages. His arms are way too long for that body. It's almost weird. Uh, and a lot of even, you know, I, I used to always think when I look at Rondo and his arms and his hands for a guy who's only six one six two, that guy has enormous hands with r- ridiculously weird long arms. And the only reason why it still looks kind of normal is because he's got huge shoulders. THT does something that I really, really, really like. When he gets to the basket, he makes the layup, even in traffic. If that's the kind that's of player he's doing. That's what he was doing gonna... to lately. Yeah. That's one thing yes. that we talked about on the show in previous seasons. He was not finishing that. He would go all the way, and then he wouldn't finish and make a, make the basket. That seems it, to have it, changed. It, it, it's one of those things where it's what made Allen Iverson one of the greatest. Um <laughs> They call. They said he was six one. He wasn't six one. He was probably five ten and a half, five eleven. Maybe with shoes, I guess that you could say maybe he was six one. But one of the things that would it was mind boggling was Allen Iverson never missed layups. It didn't matter who the hell was in front of him. And I go, I, I can't understand how. What is this guy like? What kind of human? Like I don't understand how you're doing this. Over seven footers and six, he, the guy had the he just his athleticism and the angles, just he had the instincts for it. So I admire anyone who can deal with traffic, deal with some physicality, and still make that shot. Because at the end of the day, when your shot isn't going through, and if this team is going to be successful, it needs to be much faster than it has been, which it will be once LeBron is healthy because he's the one that helps generate it. Now, Russell Westbrook was supposed to do that, but I don't know if he's if he can slow down enough to really have everybody catch up. He just makes too many mistakes. He, the timing of everything might need a little more time there. We'll see about that. But he he really impressed me in the Milwaukee game. I think the reason why we were still in it, a lot of it was because of him. If he can hit the open shot, if he's taken five three-pointers and he can hit three, that makes a huge difference when LeBron gets back. Now you're not going to have you're not going to be able to sag us, leave him open. Westbrook, you can leave him open all day, but if you've got the other guy there, and then if you throw in Carmelo every now and then, if you got a couple guys uh, sitting at the, at the at the three-point line, whether it's um, at the top of the key or you know in the corner, which you know corner is always the, the shortest shot, so. I feel comfortable with the guys, whoever shoots from there. It seems like they, it always goes in. It, it, it would change everything. And again, he can run the break. He can get to the hole. He can shoot. He can handle the ball. Handling the ball is what is, in my my view, why the Lakers chose him over Caruso. That's probably the only reason. Because we're in the NBA in 2021. You need as many ball handlers on a team as possible, especially if you got guys like Westbrook, and LeBron, who are getting up in age, and if they're not around, then you can send in a THT, and he can kind of, you know, help at least uh, uh, cover that a little for for however many games you need him for. 
The only thing I will say and add on to that is that as his, far- his, well, his shooting percentage, his shooting percentage right now is 40% for three. If he can stay anywhere close to that because he's not been able to exhibit that kind of shooting in the past, if he can get anywhere close to 40% and stay it there for the rest of the season, plus also as well something that this team has to consider is going to Russell Westbrook and asking him to do something he's never been asked to do before, and that's shoot less. If we could go ahead and do that, it would instill the confidence of THT to get him those reps and get him those ups so that he can become, I think, a leading player on the team, which right now seemingly could be sooner rather than later when LeBron comes back. I've seen no evidence of tailing, tailing off. You can tell. You can tell in his game, in his play. He's focused. He's playing. You know, there's a difference between someone who's capable of doing something and someone who's, you know, again, not paying attention. If you watch as, as much basketball in your life, a lot of basketball, you're, you're, you can tell when someone is engaged and are they engaged the whole game? Are they making mistakes because maybe it's a back-to-back and they're in Cleveland? Like all those little things play into those things. You can tell, like you've watched games and man, the Lakers don't have it today. They're just not doing anything. And, you know, you know, so for him to be as effective as he was in this last game, and it made a big difference if he wasn't playing that well, maybe they don't even have a chance to play in the fourth. You don't really ever know. It's momentum and and, and a couple shots here and there change so much of the dynamic of a game you can't really you can't really know 100% how things play out other than kind of using some common sense saying okay well if if Taylor doesn't do what he did in that 2 minute stretch in the third quarter does it are they only down 4 or are they up 3 or you know all that you know sometimes it's just a little thing right i mean it, that, that's just how the how sports are i have no doubt from what i've seen Taylor is at least going to stay with what he's doing if he gets any better, I don't know how he can get any better. I don't know how averaging more than 23 points a game and hitting 50 from the from the field and 40 from three, I don't see how that how he can be better. We don't need him to be better than that. Just keep doing what you're doing, and he's going to have more confidence. And when LeBron gets back, you know he's going to get him the ball even more because that's what LeBron does. And we've solved the two position. You know, that was the only – question mark at the time are we going to have none there are we going to have Malik there are we going to have THT there a lot of us said THT is likely going to be that guy he doesn't need to be a spark off the bench that's why we have Carmelo that's why we have Monk you know none to some degree I thought if 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 his head was you know screwed on right he could have that chance at, at, at playing there but THT is the guy let's just put him at the two let's ride it let's see let's make it worth why we chose him over Alex Caruso and if he continues to do what he's doing and everybody else starts to kind of get the chemistry going, you know, but then again, the health thing, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know, Joel. I, I'm getting exhausted watching AD go up and down the court sometimes. It's like every other play he's injured or is hurting. I mean, really, what, what's going to – really? Is this what we're – what? he's 27. It's going to happen when he's 30. Is he going to make he it? He is 30? 30. He is 30. Anthony Davis? Yeah. Anthony Davis is 20, 28. Is he? He just turned 28. Uh, he's 28. 28. Yeah, he's 28. So, yeah, right in the middle. So, yeah. yep. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, this is like, a big man's prime, he, too. That's why he committed on that, that contract, because he knows his own body. He knows, you know, yeah. exactly uh, the t- kind of frailty that he has at, at times. So, we'll see what happens there. But question number three, LeBron is coming back in, again in the near future. And the team, hopefully, will use that as a way to go ahead and get them on the right track and hopefully finish out the year strong. Where do you think the team will be at the end of the 2021? Okay, this has to be two things. Injury, no injuries. Right now, if you're just going to have to say that, okay, LeBron's coming back, people stay healthy. If people stay healthy, they're going to have a – if Trevor they stay Reeves healthy. may come back. Kendrick Nunn may come back by the end of the year. 
if they stay healthy, and again, I'm saying healthy as in, they're, they're, you know, none of them best go out scenario. for 20. How about best yeah. case scenario? Well, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, two or three games here and there for whatever, right? But if, if AD goes out for 20 games and LeBron goes out another 20 games, they're, they, they, they're going to squeak by again as a seventh and eighth speed and they're going to bounce out the first round. But if they stay healthy, I don't see how they're not going to get a top four pick. Uh, well, I mean, by the top. end of 2021, I'm talking just just by the end of December. Oh, the end of this there? year. Yes, the end of this year. End of 2021. Well, considering considering this was supposed to be the soft part of the, of the schedule and they played mediocre basketball, I'd say LeBron healthy finishing off the next six weeks. It's LeBron. If he's healthy, they're going to play well. And I, I think they finish. I'd say, what's the what is the remaining games for the year? Let's 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 look at that. Let me look at the schedule. And I'll give you I'll give you an exact an exact. Uh, idea of what I'm doing, what, what what the record will be. So they're playing Boston, one, two, what are we at? Three, four, five, six, and then seven, eight, 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 nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, about 20 games. 22. So 22 games left. Okay. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm going to say 15-7 and seven with a healthy LeBron. All right. I'd that love a 17-5. and five. I'd love 17-5, and five, but uh, I'll take 15-7 and seven to finish the year. And then they got to get on a little run in January or, or, or February to – to try to get that fourth, the top four seed in in the uh, in the playoffs, it's really so hard to know. I, I I wasn't expecting LeBron to go out so quick. I thought he'd ha- he'd have to go through a little bit, you know, to to get to where he is. But you know, again, I we're not gonna. I don't know. I, I'm really in a in the dark on this one. I have no answer. <laughs> oh, no, that's what then. You know, like I said, if that's the best case scenario there for you, that's what what do we have? But what if it's yeah. the worst case scenario and the Lakers? Unfortunately, you know, they suffer those injuries and the Lakers do have uh, some issues. And we get into a situation where they have a 500 record at 20 games, at 30 games, at 40 games, at 50 games. And they're still at around 500 and still not seeing the kind of development that you are used to seeing from the team. Will Frank Vogel's or Rob Palenka's seat get warm if the Lakers continue their mediocrity? No, I don't. Not this year. I think if anything, uh, there's going to be, there could be something. Jeannie might say, Rob, go find somebody else. Who? I don't know. They just extended Frank Vogel. I don't think, I don't know any other coach out there that could. Yeah, but it was a short term extension. It wasn't anything. I mean, again, it could happen. I don't think it's the right call. I don't think that's going to help the team. Link has done everything he needed to do to to give this team a chance to win. Whether these guys are making their shots or not is there, you know, that's 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 you know the players not making shots and not having Caruso and those guys back. Caruso especially that was a management issue. That was a owner call because of the salary because of the luxury tax. Uh, I think had they signed Caruso, it would have cost them what factor in the tax. I don't know if that's one hundred percent true. I. I know they it would have, have cost them between thirty and forty. Let you include if you include. Was it thirty? Yeah, I thought, I thought I heard thirty. It's yeah, between yeah. So thirty and no, forty. Yeah, no one's gonna. Yeah, it's that, that, they had they, they had no choice in that. You can't sign everybody. I I don't. I, I really am puzzled right now. I don't know. It's too early, and I don't want to be those guys like you see on TV burying everybody after a week. I don't want to be that guy. I don't know. I really don't know. I need more time. LeBron needs to get here. LeBron needs to play. LeBron needs to not get hurt. This entire team, again, he's the Peyton Manning of NBA. You take him out of the equation, it's hard for the team to play well because it's his system. There is no other system when LeBron's on your team. It's the LeBron system. Oh, why can't you do what Pop does in, in San Antonio? I'm like, 
Pop is the NBA version of, of Bill Belichick. You, you throw anybody in there, yeah, they're not going to win a title, obviously. You still need stars in the NBA. But they still run the dang offense, you know. And it doesn't – whether Ginobili was, is there or Tony Parker, I'm watching those games. They're running the same system, and they're running it well. The only difference is the, that extra step that Tony Parker had that no NBA player had. Ginobili – making shots that no one else can make. And, of course, Tim Duncan being as fundamental as he is. That's the only difference. They're still running everything. So, in this case, we don't have the the, the guy that's quarterbacking this offense. How the heck are we going to play really well from what we've seen? I was hoping that Westbrook would be the Frank Reich of the NBA and back up Jim Kelly to, you know, just just a few games to, to win, but he's not. That's not his game. His game is triple doubles and, and a hamster on a wheel on on Ridland. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what. So I don't know. I don't. I really don't know where they stand. But I do know this. It's been frustrating watching them play this year. They remind me of the Steelers. It's just one of those things where I feel like there's not very good direction. Way too many stupid mistakes that aren't being accounted for. And usually the accountability part is some form of inability to connect or too scared to connect. We talked about this last last week. Is Frank Vogel the guy that's going to be able to tell these guys you suck? Sit down. No, he's not. He will lose the locker room. He will lose that player. That player will whine and cry. And then all of a sudden the LA Times the Orange County Registry, and, and Stephen A. Smith, and ESPN, what's going on in the Lakers locker room? And they're going to just love to talk about that stuff because that's that's the only talent they have. They only, they only know how to talk about negative stuff. So we're kind of in purgatory at the moment until LeBron gets back. And then we're going to find out. We we are going to find out by the end of the year. I'm glad you, you said the end of 2020. 21 if they're sitting at 500 after after uh, the end of the year they're going to be toast they're going to be toast they would have to go on a remarkable run after that to do anything and if if lebron already has a hurt ab and ad is coming up limp literally every five minutes playing a game how the hell are they gonna play really hard to come back this is not the early 2000 lakers you know this isn't Shaq Cadillacing it the first two months and then turning into a freaking uh, semi truck tornado that just destroys everybody the final four months and then Kobe's there to basically say yeah when when Shaq sits down I, I end your life those those days are gone so I don't know I if they're not if they don't get some kind of momentum going right now and and start learning how to play no uh, I don't I don't think they're gonna do much uh, to, in, in June they won't make I it think- to June. I think you and a lot of other people were expecting because of the team's age that they would come out strong in the beginning. And then once the injuries started to pile up, maybe in January, February, March, maybe they would go through some lean times, but that would be on the back end of the season, as opposed to the front end of the season. They thought that the, you know, bringing all this experience on, they would gel together very quickly because they had a lot of players that know how to go through the NBA schedule and they would go ahead and gel quickly enough to the point where they would get off to a good start and be able to hold on until the playoffs and try to get back healthy again and have a strong playoff run from there because they have all that veteran savvy. So it hasn't worked out like that yet. But, again, that's not to say that this season is lost by any stretch of imagination. But, yes, as the days and, and games go by, if they are still at this 500 mark, it will get. I think it will get warm for at least Frank Vogel, if not Rob Palenka, whether or not either one deserves to lose her job by the end of the year or at the end of the season or anything like that, that's up for anybody else to say as the Lakers season continue forward. Because right now they won a championship you know, a little over a year ago. So we should go ahead and give them some slack at this point in time. But the direction of the team right now is still in question because LeBron's health has been in question. So hopefully we can get him back strong and the Lakers can continue a better path starting tomorrow in Boston. I have a good feeling that 
at some point in time in your future when LeBron does start stepping back on the court full time to, to play his normal amount of minutes that we will see better performances from the team as a whole. And by the end of 2021, we will, we will see them back hotly contested in the playoff race, not the play in race right now, the playoff race that they'll have a better seed going into the year. So I'm, I'm expecting better things from the Lakers going forward. But before we get to my last question, my friend, which is going to be a fun one, which I know has been a topic of conversation, not only at LakersBall.com, but everywhere else on the internet. And a lot of people in Southern California are really angry about this. We will get into that in a second. But before we do, tell everybody out there, if they're a Lakers fan, why they should hang out at LakersBall.com. Lakers Ball is like a big town forum right now where, yeah, you have a couple of people who kind of do things, and I'm one of them. I've, I've, I've been one of those guys where I might go over the line a little bit. But there's an understanding, you know, like it doesn't matter what we're talking about, whether it's it, – it gets nipped in the butt pretty quick if, if somebody's sensing that it might go the wrong way. So there's a, it's a good community. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's friends talking, a lot of friends, guys in other countries, guys in other states that are talking about something we all love, which is the Lakers. And also really having a good time just make, making small talk, you know. This year has been, I think, the best game time thread I've been a part of, which is the in-game discussion board. And we haven't really had a lot of issues with people that are coming, becoming belligerent. There's been a couple, you know, instances, but everybody knows, everybody knows how, how this works. And there's not too many people on there to where all you see is the page going like this, <laughs> you know, like you do on the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the sports guy that I have on my phone. Well, you go on that chat room and it's, I don't even know how people post on that stuff. So again, it's, it's got, it's got the perfect blend of people. It's also got just enough people where there's enough dialogue and enough, enough back and forth to where it's not completely overwhelming. And I know it will change eventually. I know there'll be more people that'll discover it. And I just hope we can. We can we can we can deal with that down down the road because I plan on pumping it up. Uh, this show will help pump it up, and the show will help pump our show up. I got some really good news today, Gerald, and you and I have talked about some of my business ventures into the your old stomping ground. And in about three weeks, there there, there could be a life changing setup on my side, and. I, I, I throw some funny things on Lakers ball because I know it'll get an uh, <laughs> I know it'll get a reaction a lot of times, but some of it is true. <laughs> Knowing that I don't think anybody believes me, but you guys will end up seeing very shortly what I've been doing for the last decade. And when that comes to fruition, there's just going to be more resources to make our community more known and everyone getting a piece of the pie because one thing I preach to all the people that I work with and all the business I do is I've already made it. I've already made it. I'm healthy. Anything I need, I can get. Obviously I can't go buy a $40 million jet, but it's not something I really care too much to do, but everything else relatively I can, I can get. And what that means is when I get to a situation when I'm, you know, I got more resources than I know, more resources than I know what to do with. Well, it's time to spread it out. You know, time to spread it out and let people get a benefit of what the good life is. And Lakers Ball is that spot where I will. I'm looking forward to giving opportunities and pumping up as much as I can because, again, I I really enjoy being on there. I'm not on there all the time, especially when they're losing. It's really difficult because you tend to be more negative. <laughs> and it's not, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to sit there and go, or whatever, but it, it feels good. But you know, you want to still kind of stay positive at the end of the day. We're still Laker fans. We have 17 banners in an arena. We won a championship just what a year and month ago. So 
we get caught up in our own BS and we're greedy. And to some degree, that's a good thing. We want to be greedy. We want to win more because we, we, we think like Tom Brady, right? The, the next championship is the most important one. So again, discussion is a lot of it is because of the people at Lakers by you, you, you got people on there that are like, you know, let's, they're so infatuated with, you know, guys like Taylor Horton Tucker and Caruso and Reeves and these guys. And it, it makes you happy. You know, you got these guys that are coming out of nowhere that we Laker fans, I swear, we, we turn, we can Lakers fans, that Laker community all around the world, we can take the guy with just a little bit of talent and make him the most famous guy in the, in the country. We, Chicago has turned into Laker fans. Like they post things like, I read one today where they're like, today Caruso had more points than Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Will Chamberlain today. Like just asinine type comments, putting pictures next to Jordan. When are they going to put the statue in there? That started because of Laker fans. You think that would have happened if he had gone to Portland and then went to Chicago? Hell no. So, how do you not enjoy being a Laker fan, even if they're not doing what they're supposed to? They've done enough in our life. I've seen, as a understanding adult, I've seen six NBA championships in, I would say, 30 years of watching the NBA, watching the Lakers. I was a fan before that, you know, when I was 12, 11, and 10, but I was too young to really grasp things. So I can't, I can't, get, I can't give credit to really – the five titles during the 80s. I was too young, don't really remember any of it. But 91, that finals was my introduction to now I am a full-blown Laker fan and I'm following this team forever. And I've we've seen we've seen uh you know nine NBA finals appearances since then, six NBA titles, one beating the Celtics. I mean, come on, man, life is good. And you can find out more of what he talks about and what all the amazing forums and posts that they have at LakersBall.com. Be part of the conversation today at LakersBall.com. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But Joe, it's been great having you on. But last question for you, my friend. Recently, there's been a transaction made with the Staples Center that will no longer be called the Staples Center. And the talk of Los Angeles and the, I guess, the the hatred and the spewage of venom coming from several thousands, uh, thousands of Lakers fans, especially if you're on Twitter out there, have spewed venom at the AEG corporation who owns the Staples Center, they've changed the naming rights or will by the end of this year for $700 million. Crypto.com purchased the naming rights for Staples Center and something that has really caused an uproar with Lakers fans. And we mentioned this on yesterday's show. We kidded around about it and changing the name if they came to us and said, okay, would you want to change the name to Crypto Fast Break? And $700 million, sure, I'd do it, you know, and all that good stuff, and ha, 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 ha. But will Lakers fans come to live with calling the Staples Center Crypto.com Arena, or as what Russell Westbrook calls it, the Crypt? I think the .com is what I don't like. Staples is a – it's like to us here on the West Coast, I, I always said Staples is the Madison Square Garden of the West Coast. But let's get to my point here. It's not just a basketball arena. You have Oscar De La Hoya outside. You have Wayne Gretzky, who didn't even play there, out there. You have an announcer. Granted, Chick Hearn is the greatest of all time, but who the hell has an announcer outside their, their, their arena? You know, that's, that's 
this is the Madison Square Garden of the West. I mean, are they going to change Madison Square Garden to uh, 1-800-Flowers.com if they give them a billion bucks? I don't think so. So I really don't. I don't know on that It would have happened by now. It would have happened by now. It would have happened by now. So that's the first thing that I that that hit me. I'm like, really, really, Staples. You know, we actually laughed at that when we first heard it. What is this Staples Center? What the hell is it? Office Depot Center? Really? But Staples Center. You know, with the little curve. You know, it, it, we 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 grew into it. Now, going back to being. How do we put a silver lining on this? I don't like the dot-com. They need to remove that. Just call it crypto arena. Then it sounds a little bit better. Hey, and the crypt, yeah. Well, with the sale, I'll just say this. AEG is pledging that they will finally make some needed restorations to the Staples Center. Because not only is it a place where the Lakers, the Kings, and the Sparks play, it's also a place where, like we talked about, Taylor Swift, several other concerts over the course of the year, WWE events, award presentations. You know, the Staples Center is one of the most heavily used arenas on the West Coast. And it's something that has been sorely needed for a restoration. So AEG is finally committing money to going ahead and restore the Staples Center. Not too coincidentally, just shortly after what we're seeing with the Clippers and the Clippers owner going ahead and building his own fancy Dan state-of-the-art arena just down the road. Coincidence? No. No. It makes total sense. They're losing that revenue. They're leaving. I've talked to Laker fans all the time about this, and people who don't understand how money works usually will say stuff like this. Well, you know, so-and-so, Lakers, this and that. Now, I kept it simple. I'm like, look, we have two extra home games a year. And if we ever play those schleps in the playoffs, we have home court advantage all seven games. You guys don't look at this the right way. Oh, we don't want them in our arena. Who cares? The Kings play there. There was a time when the Avengers played there. There was, a, you know, the Sparks play there. You know, it's like, you know, so what? it's not the you Lakers know, arena. Giants and Jets 100%. played at the Meadowlands. Yeah, it's never been. It, Even it, the forum it, was tech- never the Lakers arena. It was the Kings and the Lakers arena. Yes, and and again, it, it's and the not Sparks. that that it, it, it's not. It, it it isn't a comment made from logic. It's made from emotion. We're going from. Staples, and it's even worse now because Kobe's not here. Staples is the arena Kobe built. Him and Shaq built that stadium, right? And we're losing that now. We're losing it. You know, we're, and people don't know what the hell crypto is. They don't know if it's going to be something legit or not. You know, my first thought was okay, if crypto ends up being some scam down the road or another dot com kind of boom thing where, only five out of the thousands that are out there make it. Are they going to change the name again in about 10 years? So that's the first thought I had. But then when I sat down and I was like, okay, crypto arena, there's a little ring to it. Just don't say .com because that cheapens it. Again, it, when they changed the uh, bowl game they played in San Diego at, at, at Qualcomm every well, year. In any bowl game, Joe. They called it the, gra- the Grand Furniture.com Bowl. Like, what the hell? Really? You can't just... It's any bowl it, game that changes their sponsor yeah, name. Yeah, it's it just sounds so dumb. I don't know. I like the horseshoe. I like Staples, Madison Square Garden, you know, Crypto.com. Meet me at Crypto.com. Is that is that how we're going to talk? It sounds like Staples is an organization that can no longer do those kind of things extraneous from what their day-to-day operations is like. Because as you know, the retail operations in the States, especially for office specialty stores such as Staples, you know, they are beating hard times. I mean, Office Depot and Office Max, they merged in the last decade. And a lot of stores have had to close down because of it. Staples is something that as well that has not been able to go ahead and find great success in the past and also the you know with what's happened with the coronavirus that has killed a lot of their business as well so i didn't see them putting up much of fight either as far as it's concerned and when crypto 
you know, they go ahead and they, they want to buy out for $700 million. I didn't think AEG was going to say no to that. I just wonder, did they pay in crypto? I would say probably. More than likely. Uh, crypto is a crypto crypt, crypto is something I've been uh, diving into for the last six, seven months. Uh, it does have a little bit of that, again, dot com feel where you got a lot of you can tell there's a lot of fool's gold out there. But then when you start seeing some of the technology behind some of the main cryptos, you're like, how is this not going to work when you've got this kind of infrastructure being created behind this? I think the only question I have left right now is, will it be a daily currency? If it's a daily currency, if one of these top ones end up becoming legitimate currency, then this becomes real, you know, gold, silver, you know, you and I are not buying gum or cell phones with gold and silver, but, and that's what crypto is. It's a commodity, right? It's, it's a, it's, it's a valued can you still buy stuff with gold and silver? Maybe. And that's what kind of crypto is, except it's a digital form of currency, which is going to make it much easier for you to exchange for products and services versus me going and get a bag of, of, of gold and say, hey, Gerald, uh, how much for that jersey behind you? You know, uh, can I can I throw it to you in Vegas? You know, that's not that's not very seven hundred million dollars in crypto. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's seven hundred million dollars, and that I don't and think they yours. got it all in crypto. No, I don't think they got it all in crypto. I, I would okay. guess they didn't. It, it could be, but I don't think so. No, not 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 seven hundred. Ag I, didn't Ag want to sell earlier this year, anyways? Or am I am I I'm wrong? I'm sure they've that? entertained thoughts on that, but again, so, right now they remember this, they own a portion of the Lakers as well. So this goes back way. to every every philosophy I have as a business owner. Okay. As a business owner, and again, I'm not in a position right now to, to, um, to say I'm where I want to be because the building I'm in, I don't own yet. The land that I have, that, that the building is on, I don't own. But at some point, as resources start coming in, the next phase is I need to own the land and own the building. And when you own the land and the building and you've got a product that people want, it's a lot easier not to make that decision where you have to take 700 million and call your arena crypto.com. I mean, that, that's just, that just sounds lame. So they're going to have to figure out some kind of nickname and just have that on the, on the marquee. And people are like, well, we're going to the crypt. We're going to this. We're going to that. Make something up. I don't know. I mean, don't they call the pond, the pond. They don't even call it whatever the hell. What is it? What, what is it? The Honda center. I don't yes. know. I don't know what the hell they are anymore. I've, I've lost track on what they call all these things. That's a building itself that I really enjoyed being in back in the nineties. But again, that was the nineties and it also is in need of restoration as well. So we'll just leave it at that. My friend, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Again, it's, 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 you know, going back to business, you know, a lot of, you would think that these guys who have all this resource and money, a lot of them don't really run their business very well. And you, you uh, being in the video game investment business, you start realizing, wow, these guys have hundred million dollar budgets. And boy, I saw some reaction videos today on games like Battlefield 2042. I, I thought the guy was going to come out of the screen and kill somebody. And these guys dropped a hundred bucks on this game, and the, the, the industry doesn't care. They don't care. They're just like, well, you paid for it, well, whatever. You know, learn your lesson. We got our money, and. That's a that's a terrible way to do business, and I don't know. I've heard some things about AEG and other things. What are we gonna do, man? We're just simpletons, you know, next to these people. <laughs> but we'll see what happens, indeed, with Crypto.com or the Crypt or whatever you want to call it. The name will change by the end of this year, so look forward to a name change and hopefully some needed restorations to the former or soon-to-be former Staples Center sometime soon. But again, it's Joe Soro. If you want to get a chance to say hi to him or share your opinions and thoughts on the Lakers, please go ahead and do so at LakersBall.com. You can find him at the moniker Ox1947. That's Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Be part of the conversation today at LakersBall.com. For me, it's at LakersFastBreak. 
I've seen some great comments. I do want to thank Nick for his comments, even though he didn't agree with me or Jamie on last night's show. He did agree with Laker Tom, so I want to go ahead and thank him, though, for watching and all the comments that are made there and also Lakerholics.com on previous shows. I want to go ahead and thank everyone for listening and watching. Again, you can find me at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. I'll tell you what, Joe, thank you so much for joining me on today's program. Looking forward to coming back with the Lakerholics after the game tomorrow night. Talking about the Lakers in Boston. Will this be a kickstart to the rivalry that was once one of the best in sports, if not the best in sports? We'll see if LeBron comes back. We'll see what happens when the Lakers beat the Celtics. And we'll report on it tomorrow after the game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.